Hello and welcome to Out and About in Malovians. I'm your host, Jeremy Barber. As part of my job as Member of the Scottish Parliament, I get to travel around Malovians, meeting interesting people and hearing about how the companies, charities and projects that they work for benefit and contribute to our community. On this podcast, I will share their stories. On today's episode, I'm looking forward to talking to Rami Okasa from Chaz. Well, it's great to be with you this afternoon. Chaz, people probably know the name, but maybe not exactly what you do. So, what is Chaz? Great question. Chaz is a charity that was founded 30 years ago in Scotland because we believe that no one should face the death of their child alone. So we work with children at the who have very complex needs um, throughout their journey. Um, so we provide really unwavering care to children who have life-shortening conditions and their parents and their siblings, everyone who's in their life. And we do it from the point of diagnosis to the point that a child dies and beyond. So many people across the Lothians will know about Rachel House up in Kinross, um, and we also have Robin House in Balloch. But actually, Chaz has teams of nurses and doctors working in every single part of Scotland. And we work really closely alongside the NHS. So there are Chaz staff who are working in the Sick Kids and in Simpsons in Edinburgh, supporting families of babies and children who have life-shortening conditions. Our view is that it is the hardest thing to know that your child is going to die young and you need every support and help along the way. So our nurses, doctors, social workers, family support staff, they're all there to make the hardest thing that little bit less hard. So I've actually left Lovian for the day, got a day out, um, up here in Kingwood, and I've had the privilege of looking this around. But for those that haven't had that, just tell us a wee bit about both here in Kingwood and also your uh, hospice through the West. So hospice is a really scary word, isn't it? Children's hospice is even scarier. And, do you know, the thing is that a children's hospice is not what you might think. They are loud, noisy, fun places where there are children running around having fun. They're places with a lot of love. And yes, very sad things happen here. But actually, at Chaz, we're here to help children live, not to help children die. And that means that... Where children have many months or even years, we help them get the most out of life. We talk about keeping the joy alive. And so in a hospice, children can come for a short break. So many of the children we support have very complex needs and are cared for round the clock by their parents and others. And that can be exhausting for parents. So a child can come here for a short break. They'll be looked after by a nurse, a nurse that they know the whole time. Parents will be able to get a break. They can come too. Often parents just go to sleep and um, siblings can come and play. But the family can spend time together. Parents can be parents rather than carers and children can have a whole lot of fun. We also have some children who come here because perhaps they've got some complex symptoms because of their condition that maybe need to be helped and looked at by our doctors and nurses. We've got some children who come because maybe mum or dad is going into hospital for an operation and they need somewhere safe to come and stay. And we also have children who come here for end-of-life care. So children who have um, just perhaps a few days left to live. This is a place where the family can come be looked after as a family, and the child can be supported with the best medical and nursing care. Again, I've just had the privilege of talking to some of your uh, colleagues and other members of staff here. 
and what struck me is, is the positivity in a difficult situation. And I, I wonder, you said it's a place of noise and joy and laughter, which would be a go against everything I would have thought, and I'm sure most people would have thought. How do you think your staff do that? I think it takes a very special kind of person to work in um, children's palliative care, but many of our staff are really drawn to doing that. I think that there's something about that I have as the chief executive as an obligation to make sure that this is a really good place to work. So we try and look after our staff. We make sure that they have the space to practice care safely and well. We make sure there's a lot of education and learning for our nursing staff. And we have a lot of specialist support to make sure our staff are well at work. And just over the last few years, we've introduced a, a special access to a clinical psychologist for those staff who need it, because this is hard. We work at the hard end of hard things. But what I would say is that um, people who work in children's palliative care are really drawn to it. And what you see when you're in the hospice, when you meet parents and see children, you see up close the difference you're making. You really hear what it means to come to a children's hospice or to receive care in your own home because we have many nurses um, right across Scotland, including in Edinburgh and across the Lothians, who work in, in children's homes. And we also um, have work um, in the hospitals. Um, so we have staff who are based in Edinburgh working alongside the NHS. And, and that, I think, is important too because um, it's about sharing knowledge and skill. It's about partnership working and recognising that the NHS is amazing but voluntary sector organisations play a really important role. And ultimately, Chaz is a charity, and I think that draws many people to come and work here. Because you, you mentioned you don't just run places here, and you can watch places from the West, but you offer help in people's own houses, Lothian and across other parts of what, what type of help is that? What, what are you offering for families? So one of the things that families often don't have is time. Families tell us we don't have time to do this, we're not able to get out and about of the house. So our um, Chaz at Home team are nurses who can go in um, on their own or in twos to support a whole family. So the nurse can look after the child, that can allow mum or dad to sleep perhaps for the day or allow the whole group to go out um, as a family unit. And that is something that these families just never do. If you can imagine living at home with a child with a life-shortening condition, you don't get out of the house, you're not able to do very much, then somebody comes along to the house that enables you to get out, go down to the shops, go to the park, have a day out, Every other family can do that. So our Chaz at Home nurses are really skilled at, that, at doing that. And the reason they need to be nurses is often these children have very complex conditions that require that level of staff to, to look after them. So we support families right across Scotland. We have a corporate partnership with Loganair. So Loganair fly our nurses out to the islands and um, can support children on the islands. And our Chaz at Home teams also support at end of life. Many children and their families want to be at home at the end of life, very understandably. And in the past, that was very complex, but increasingly now, we're able to support children at end of life to be comfortable and peaceful at home. And that is so important. So it, it's it's really it's really great work. So you said there again, <clears throat> you, you, you're a charity. So people who are listening to this, um, do you need the money or you got plenty of money that you don't need anyone's help? 
I wish that was the case, but sadly we, we do. Um, Chaz, and like other hospices, is not part of the NHS. We receive some money from the government, but it's less than a third. We actually need to raise over £12 million every year to fund these vital services in Scotland. And we have people who are amazing volunteers and supporters who raise money. And they are inspired by the idea that no one should face the death of their child alone. Now, there's a good argument as to, you know, whether that should be different. And I actually think the um, government should provide more money to hospices. But the generosity of the Scottish public is something to behold. So to all those people who are listeners to this podcast who support Chaz, a, a huge big thanks from me. We could not do what we do without your support. So for those who might want to give or might want to volunteer, how do they go about that? It's really easy. You can go onto our website. So that's www.chas.org.uk. C-H-A-S. Chas stands for Children's Hospices Across Scotland. And if there are things that you can do to and are in a position to donate, it would be amazing because it will help us deliver life-changing care for children and families and it might be that you work for an organisation that would be willing to um, allow us to be your charity of the year or it might be that you work for an organisation that can help us pro bono in some ways every penny counts the thing we know is that children's palliative care is very expensive and so if you can log on to chas.org.uk that would be amazing so chief executive of a hospice how do you end up here so I used to work in social care. So for um, uh, I worked for the Care Inspectorate, which is the regulatory body in Scotland that inspects um, services for children, for older people and so on. And I was the um, very grandly titled Executive Director of Strategy and Improvement. And what that really meant was that um, it was my job to help design systems of inspection to make sure that care was really good. And when it wasn't good, to do something about it. And after a number of years, I thought, I love this. But my job is actually telling other people how to do things. And I should put my money where my mouth is and run a care service. So I came to work at Chaz. And initially, I was the director of transformation at Chaz. So my job was to design services. And then our previous chief executive, uh, Maria McGill, retired and I was appointed so I took up um, a few weeks before lockdown, which was uh, difficult and uh, hard. And, and what we realised during lockdown was that we had to do things differently. And I said at the outset that what I wanted to make sure was that after the pandemic, thinking this might be a few weeks, I said after the pandemic, I want parents to say Chaz was there for us. So within 10 days, we had turned our services on our head. We reduced the number of children coming in for respite stays in the hospice keeping that just for emergency care so we get a good social distancing. We um, doubled the number of staff that we had working in children's homes and we set up the world's first virtual children's hospice. Mm -hmm. And so we use things like Zoom and Teams um, to um, triage, proactively triage the need that families had. So our, our nurses and family support staff will be phoning um, uh, families uh, every week, um, sometimes more than a week, just making sure, are they okay? Are they not okay? Um, we then ran a whole series of things like music therapy online so we could we realised it's amazing in person but actually it, online it works too and we ran a meals delivery service for some of those families who were really struggling and uh, and, and couldn't couldn't get fresh food um, and actually what that uh, showed to me was that there's a huge need 
to support these families going through really difficult times. So it is a privilege to be the chief exe- executive of an organisation that does that. <coughs> so obviously you're looking to 30 years anniversary coming up soon. Um, the building's 30, nearly 30 years old. Um, what plans have you got for this site here in Kinross? Well, this is such an important part of the local community in Kinross. Many of our staff and volunteers um, live locally, many of our supporters do, and I think they're really proud to have Scotland's first children's hospice located in Kinross. So we are going to um, make some decisions in the months ahead about how we can keep this building fit for the future for the next 30 years. One of the things that has changed over the last 30 years is that medicine has advanced so much. There are many children who are live today, although they have short lives, that would not have done so a generation ago. So our hospice needs to be a little bit more modern to support some of the technology and to give a little bit more space, a little bit more privacy and dignity to some of those older children that are living a bit longer. So we're working at the moment on what those plans are, um, but we we know that um, we will need to raise the money to, to do that. So we're, we're trying to understand how much money might we be able to raise? What are the things we're able to do? But what we hear from families is that walking into this building is like having a big hug around you. And that is something we are determined to continue to do. We're coming towards the end of our time. <clears throat> Let me finish with a question I always finish with. Um, if I give you this magic wand and you could wave it, what would help charge, what would help a family that you're working with? It's a really good question and the easy answer is to say, oh well, more money and that would change the amount of care we could do. But the thing that families would say, if there was a mum or dad sitting here of a child with a life-shortening condition, I think they would say the thing they want is time. Time to be a parent to their child, time to spend with their child. And one of the things we do at Chaz is try and help parents make the most of every minute, every day, every year that they have. And that requires the support of a lot of people across Scotland to make that happen and I'm, I'm very grateful for the support that is out there for Chas. Mammy, thank you so much for your time <clears throat> today. Thank you for the, such a positive experience and for all that you're doing to help so many people. Well, thank you so much, Jeremy, and thank you for coming to visit the staff and the volunteers today at Rachel House. It was great to hear from Rami. It's been interesting to hear about the work that Chas do and the impact there having on so many vulnerable families. We'll put a link to the website in the show notes and you can go to it if you want to find out more. Thank you for listening to Out and About in Melodians and I look forward to catching up next time. Bye.